to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. I wish I was Tom Cruise. <laughs> I can't. wish I had the Tom Cruise focus. Mm-hmm. Could compartmentalize everything all the time like he does. Does he? I feel like he has handlers. He's always had handlers. Yeah. Well, I want those too. Yeah. You mean like like Siegfried and Roy were lion handlers? No, like Chelsea. Chelsea handler. Solid. That's why people need to go to the Chuckle Hut in, in L.A. to see in L.A. with the, Rick Ross, good, good heroine, oh. Dave Ross. Oh, that's a. I think All that right. has already happened. Let's see. This is May 11th. That happened like last week. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I fucking killed. People are still talking <laughs> about it. I can't believe they gave you the Oscar for best comedian. Mm-hmm. They asked me to do an extra ten minutes. <laughs> they said, "Keep going." <laughs> It's mm-hmm. so Stop. fucking funny. Stay up there, kid. Can you do a song now? <laughs> I did an acapella. I did an acapella. Um, acapella. <laughs> uh, Damn it. I did Hunger the Dog, and I did both parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called Temple of the Dog, but... <laughs> uh, Hunger Strike, Temple of the Dog. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they loved it. I'm going hungry. <laughs> That song was weirdly popular, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't mind stealing bread from the mouth of Dickadance. It's uncanny. I can see why you got a standing ovation. Well, I can do a thing where I sing both parts at the same time using circular breathing. Mm -hmm. I'm in podcast mode, though. Obviously. Right. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, that's the Tibetan monk thing, right? Don't they do that? That's, that's where they. I think I think it, it, I showed I think I showed them that. Mm-hmm, it's called throat mm-hmm. singing, but it doesn't require circular breathing. Probably, I don't know. The song is called Hunger Strike, uh-huh. and it hit yeah. number four on the U.S. mainstream rock charts. How did it do in the U.K.? Can you tell us that? Uh, it hit number fifty-one. Oh, oh not as good. More discerning listener in the U.K. Yeah, clearly. Oh, are they yeah. listening to Jarvis Cocker? <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but I don't get that reference, Michael. Pulp. Yeah, this song, Common People. Is that like Blur? Are they the same band as Blur? Did William Shatner do a better Blur song than Blur did? Not Blur. Pulp. But Pulp and Blur are the same and band, yes, right? I prefer the William Shatner version, which yes. I'm sure a lot of UK people would be mad at me for saying that. But <laughs> I think I think William Shatner gave it like a gravitas. Yeah, that, no, you're like right. Kinda, I think it's great. I know it's considered like a novelty song, but him doing it's really good. Yeah. Uh, let's let's put let's play some uh, "Common People" by William Shatner right Here now. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mark's not going to do that. Mark's probably still mad about last week. So. <laughs> He's got a temper. He does. What am I mad about? Oh shit! You hear how passive aggressive that was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like he he's going to make us say it. <laughs> no, tell me. What am I mad about? Tell me. 
<laughs> no, you tell me. Yeah, tell me what, what, what am I mad at? I was so think- mad about it, I can't remember. Uh huh. Yeah, blazing anger yeah. just just reduced I- his memories to ash. Help, help me out. My memory's a little fuzzy here. Help me out. What am I so mad about? Hey, you tell me. <laughs> Why? Hey, uh, oh, am I, uh, what's the opposite of a clown? A guy who's angry all the time. Uh, what am I, a uh, construction worker to you? <laughs> <laughs> Are construction workers angry all the time? Oh, famously. I didn't think that was, I, I, I knew they... They objectified women by whistling at them all the time. I know that was a big construction worker. And that's why I couldn't be a construction worker. That's in the job interview. Can't whistle. It's because I can't whistle. (laughs) (laughs) You'll you'll ogle and harass all day long. But if you got a whistle to do it. I mean, seriously, I can't whistle. I'm going to try right now. You really can't whistle? I can't whistle, right? I I whistle weird. My lips are too fucked up. I'm a great whistler. Some would say I was born to whistle. Whoa. Whistler? Of course, the name of the character portrayed by who's Sunday morning coming down, not Johnny Cash, but Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson. Oh, okay. Whistler. Chris Christopherson's character's name in Blade Two. <laughs> I think that took a while. That long. was elaborate just to get it, to that. You know what? It was worth it though. I think the listener <laughs> can agree. Really worth it. Well, because they were all they were all screaming Blade at the at the radio. <laughs> They just tuned in and they were just screaming like, "Mike, it's Blade, it's Blade!" Hoping you would come up with it. They probably they probably don't right. listen to this on the radio since it's not broadcast over the radio anywhere. Well, that's the only way they can hear it, Kevin. the the <laughs> The Venn diagram perfectly over overlaps between our multitudes of listeners and people who love the movie Blade. Like it's the well, exact, maybe, but they're not listening the on the radio. Exact same group. Of yeah, listening they, through the radio. I mean, I listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts on my radio on the way on my on my on my drive uh, drive time, my morning drive time. Right after I'm done listening to Ron ha- Ron, Ron Chapman and Susie Humphreys. That's right. <laughs> the KVI helicopter. The KVI helicopter. <laughs> and getting all those details, but yeah, you do, you do know we're not morning zoo crew, right? Mm. No, I mean we might be on <laughs> FM and not AM, but we're. De- no. I mean. Can we talk about zoos? We've had a number of stories about <laughs> zoos. We have. The Marvin Gaye impersonator who sang to the monkeys to get them to mate. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he had his corpse with him. Maybe he was going to throw it in the <laughs> the monkey mulcher. That was last week. Nobody knows what we're talking about anymore. If, if you want monkeys to copulate, you have to threaten them with mulching. That was last week, and a lot's happened in a week. Um, uh-huh. Well, you, you want to hear? Right, we now, can get to the listen, news and talk about... Well, listen, let me say just... From last okay. week, we had some problems at the monkey mulcher. Um, okay. Like what kind of problems? <laughs> There's been a recall. Listen, I know a lot of people bought them last week. We sent out, we moved a lot of products in the last week. There's been a recall in that um, some of the monkey mulchers were catching on fire. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a couple springs that on some, not all, but some of the monkey mulchers, because it's moving the, that blade so fast, right. <laughs> the blades would shoot out. <laughs> So uh, some people, how many three-year-olds have lost their hands, Mike? That's the, <laughs> I think that's the ultimate well, question. No, but, uh, listen, or ninety-three-year-olds? Yes. Yeah, but well, the thing is, it's, it's, it's specifically says on there, you shouldn't be probably un, It should be under probably adult supervision, <laughs> probably if you're three. <laughs> right? They're not for everybody. Three-year-olds famous for reading. That's 
I, well, I mean, it's a skill they've all developed. Who's buying their? Who's buying a fucking eight hundred dollar blender for their kid? You encourage them to take their parents' credit cards and buy it. Yeah, well, I like mean, that's part well, of your no, marketing. That's not what he said. He said, "Send me your parents' credit card numbers." Mm-hmm. I said that. At, yeah, <laughs> right. I wasn't necessarily going to send them. That was a, that was for a different thing. When your marketing <laughs> pitch starts with "Hey kids," I think uh-huh. you're the only one who's to blame. Um, David Letterman used to always go like, "Hey kids, there you go. Hey kids," and he would. He, they were all adults in that audience, and he knew. Are it. you eating? Yeah. Why are you eating on camera and and microphone? <laughs> and you trying to make sound effects? I've got evidence. <laughs> "Quote unquote evidence of some products that was made with the with the monkey mulcher. Some of that, the root that I was talking about that we use in the monkey mind mulch, uh, is now FDA's being a fucking bunch of goddamn babies about it. So they they say it's illegal and that it causes that it can cause death in in certain group of people, living people." <laughs> Are they most at risk of death from the monkey mulcher? <laughs> anyone who's a, like, basically, anybody who's a beta. <laughs> That's right. So I'm trying to eat up all this stuff before it becomes a thing. Okay. They want to test it, and they want to mm. see what's in it. Sure. I'm not worried about what's in it. The fucking, the, the, the ancient Babylonians that were eating <laughs> it every day, they didn't worry about what's in it. This is, this is old world stuff, back when men were men. So, uh, you guys ready to get started with the news here? Well, Mike We're eats. ready and willing. <laughs> Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I am Brian Camp. I'm Mike Weeby. And for the very first time in over 60 weeks, we have Mark Ryan. Hey there, everybody. Oh, hello, Mark. How are you? Hello, sir. I'm doing great. It's good to see you. It's good to see you as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That felt that felt nice and authentic, genuine. Thank you, yeah. genuine. Yes, yeah, very genuine. Mm-hmm. See, I guess I guess I'm the one who said the wrong thing this time. So <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a little taste of what I think Mike deals with on a daily basis right mm-hmm. now. So yeah, it's not easy. It's not. It is not. <laughs> it's chilling almost. The look is chilling, right? Because you know, there's just there's a lot of promise in that look. A lot of promise of daggers. What's to come? Daggers yeah. and what's to come, and you know. Metaphorical and real. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a switchblade recently. God damn! See, See? that's and that's yeah, classic that, Mark threat. Was that yeah? Right. Was Just that, as casual yeah. like not, oh, yeah, I got a switchblade. It's not overt. No, it's yeah. it's it's. Oh, I got a switchblade. Not actually. There's nothing I can do about it, right? Where did you happen to buy that switchblade? Uh, House of Blades. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Holy shit! Do you know Whistler? <laughs> You've been to the House Not of Blade? Well. Do you know Chris Christopherson? <laughs> Do you know the Daywalker? He was behind the counter. He's the one who mm-hmm. sold it. I got it from Stephen Dorff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I got a switchblade. Wait, are you talking about the, the little short guy that plays golf? <laughs> 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 uh, the guy from Space Truckers. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Who inflicted uh, that on us? Was that a... I think that was a me. I'm sorry. You? I heard yeah. it was good. I heard it was. Just for the record, the director of Reanimator, which is a great movie, mm-hmm. made a movie yeah. called Space Truckers with Dennis Hopper. For that like was the same 40, guy? Yeah, for mm-hmm. like $40 million, and it's goddamn awful. How could he do bad. something good and 
so bad. I don't know. Ask like, that seems weird. Like I could see like something not like ah, it was a mess. Uh, but... People can do good and bad things. Look at Charles mm. Manson. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Garbage Truck's a really good song. Or Garbage <laughs> Dump, rather. Song. <laughs> it's a great song. He was a, a lyrical genius. So, our first story comes mm-hmm. to us from Indy 100. Oh, the independent, the 100th independent newspaper. Uh, it's, a, it's part of the independent newspaper. The moon controls a number of things that make the Earth unique. I think there's a lot of miles in England. There's like, uh, Miles McGillicuddy. <laughs> miles O'Toole. <laughs> those, those are Irish names, right? Are there any yeah, other... but they live in England. <laughs> are there any miles over there who might be a little overweight with a big bushy mustache? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, Miles Standish, it is. <laughs> hey, this is weird. Are we hearing a story from the UK that is not from the Bad Boys Club? We don't have any Bad Boys Club stories this week. Not yet. I mean, there could be a you know there could be a some breaking news we got to break news. in with. But well, that's a now, that's a B B B C story. Breaking Bad Boys Club. Oh. Well, I know that the the whole team's watching the wire right now to see what yeah. comes. Right. Watching the ticker tape to see what comes through on the cable. So the moon controls a number of things that make the earth unique. Mm. It raises and lowers the ocean tides, alters the earth's tilt. And of course, it has. And of a- course, the Nazis live in the middle of it. Mm. And the mm. Nazis live in the middle of it. And of course, it has a direct impact on the weather. Now, Kevin, is just is this just a theory, or are you are you saying this is science fact? Do we know this is true? I mean, it's it's all theory. Science doesn't okay. really have fact. So you're just guessing it's all right now. Theory? No, no, no. It's it's supported by very strong evidence, and it is the best available explanation for mm-hmm. that evidence for now. The tides are just from when God filled the ocean, and the water's just sloshing around still. I think. Or the water always sloshes towards where the moon is at any given... But doesn't it also have to do the moon with lady uh, period blood? Uh, You'll have to take that up with your uh, wart charmer. Mm, Hmm, The sea hag? Yes, the sea hag. She would know, and her army of goons. Yeah. They're all ladies. Recently unearthed papers of Dr. Alexander Abian, a mathematics professor at Iowa State University, reveal a new plan... To destroy the moon. It's about fucking time. Yeah, finally. Apparently, Dr. Abian was a proponent of the moonless Earth theory, Mm. which states that the moonless Earth wouldn't wobble, which would eliminate the seasons and extreme weather events like heat waves, snowstorms, and hurricanes. To accomplish this, the professor urged governments to drill a hole in the moon, stuff it with an atomic bomb, then detonate yeah. it by remote control, and he defended himself by writing, quote, those critics who say dismiss Abian's ideas are very close to those who dismissed Galileo. This is my favorite subject of a news story we have ever had. What this, is that, Brian? This guy. The guy who wants to blow the moon up. He wrote a fucking paper. This is... Yeah. 
I, I like this a lot. Thank you for bringing this story to our attention. I love that uh, this is a Mr. Show sketch made real. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so nevertheless, staff at NASA examined the plan and observed that Earth's entire nuclear arsenal would be unlikely to even crack the moon's crust. And even if it did blow up the moon... Earth's atmosphere would be heated by a hail of falling lunar debris, which would ultimately destroy all life. And last, the moon actually stabilizes the wobble of the Earth. So removing it would lead to more wobble and more extreme weather. God, they are working so hard to discredit him. <laughs> I mean, see what I mean? Like, see how hard they're working at this? Yeah, the, uh, it's it's uh, right. uh, NASA uh, doth protest too much. Mm-hmm. And it's just made of fucking cheese. How many nuclear bombs would it take to blow exactly. it up? Exactly. Come on. Yeah, all that, all the, all the moon debris would just like blow, <laughs> like burn up into the atmosphere. Right. And we'd have a lot of queso to eat for a while, probably. Uh, yeah. Like, and why also, isn't that, if, that's a good thing. If you're worried about the debris, then just like blow it up when it's rounding the corner, and then it'll just shoot off into space. Right. Have none of y'all watched Thundar before? Oh, this is true. Oh, that's true. I did the Barbarian? Well, that's, yeah. They didn't destroy the moon so much as a comet traveled between Earth yeah. and the moon. I'm going to be bummed to live in a world with Ookla the Mock. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty cool. Those, those guys. The, what yeah. are they called? I'll fucking hang out with the Herculoids all goddamn day. <laughs> Gleep and Glorp? Gleep and Glorp. That's what it is. Those guys are fucking great. Man, uh, Didn't he have a... What was the deal with his bracelet? He had a cool sword. What was his sword? What did his, how okay, did his sword work? mixing up things. There's the Herculoids yeah, and then Thundar. Right. No. Herculoids had... There's right. two, two, like, blobs. And then there was a Tyrannosaurus Rex that had six feet... And he could shoot, he could shoot like any he horns. He could shoot fucking rocks out of his horns. No, that was, that was the, there was the, uh, there was a Triceratops rhinoceros that could shoot like That's what I was talking about. Triceratops. Yeah. And then, and then there was a, a flying thingamabob oh, that could yeah. shoot lasers. And, right. and, and then there was just like a rock guy. Right. Like a big kind of rock dude. Yeah. Now so Thundar Gleep- rolled around with Ookla the Mock, who was okay. a shameless ripoff of <laughs> Chewbacca, <laughs> and um, and a real hot naked lady that was a magic user. Uh, what was her name? Ariel. Ariel. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, uh, uh, Thundar had a. It was a the hilt of a sword, I believe. The sun like, sword would, would like connected to his his wrist, and he pull it off, and yeah. the blade was like like laser. Kind and of what stuff. would he say when he swung the sword? He would hit a battle he, cry. He would go, "Fuck you, bitch." <laughs> That's, that wasn't it. Thundar was superior to the Herculoids, I think, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. It was more. Yeah, there was a lot more. It was. It was. Herculoids is a little bit more for the kids. Uh, Hanna Barbera. Yeah, it's all Hanna Barbella. Barry, yeah. Both of them were? Thun- yeah, no, Thundar so. was Ruby Spears. What's Ruby Spears? It's an animation company in the 80s. No, nah, man. Thundar? That had to be fucking. Are you thinking of Ruby Soho, that rancid song? Because <laughs> <laughs> Tim Armstrong does kind of feel like he could be. Kind of talks like Ookla the Monk. <laughs> Ruby and Spears started out as sound editors, branched into story writing for Space Ghosts and Herculoids, and then. Went and did their own thing, which is Ruby Spears Enterprises. What they do besides Thundar? Uh, the Police Academy, the animated series. Oh yeah, the Pigsburg Pigs. Shit, Mister T. 
I remember Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. T and T Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ruby Spears, superior company. The Hanna Barbera? Oh, shit. Rubik the Amazing Cube. <laughs> I remember uh, Rubik the Amazing Cube. I don't remember Rubik the Amazing Cube. He was a talking Rubik's Cube, and when you got him correct, don't get he mad could at do magic. I mean, it's 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 Americana. Genius. There's no. Oh, I never heard of Coca Cola. Get... Never heard of apple pie. There's no reason to get mad. A cheese <laughs> burger. What is that? Not everybody lives their life through the television set, Michael. I live my life one quarter mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark introduced me to Thundar the Barbarian. Oh, what, did you not have a childhood? No, I think I saw the Herculoids when I was a kid because of Gleep and Glory. But I don't think yeah. I remember Thundar that well. Damn. But I think they both used the same sound for a laser. Maybe. That's possible. Well, same sound editor. Right. As we just read. Yeah, yeah. They had a, mm-hmm. I think it was the same sounds for a laser for most cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Maybe Mark, you know what? I'm going to try it. I don't think he's going to play a song for us, but maybe he can find a laser sound for us and oh, insert yeah. it somewhere into yeah. this. Hold on. I do love that sound. <laughs> what is this story about again? It Besides might be funny cool if he cartoons? doesn't do it now. Oh, uh, yeah. What is this story about, about cool cartoons? Guy, what yeah, kind of a guy moon. blowing up the moon? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because on Thundar, when they blow, the, the moon is cracked <laughs> in half. Yeah, because the comet, the comet. A comet passed between Earth and the Moon, and then took it cracked the Earth the moon, yeah. and the Moon's uh, uh, atmosphere with it. Yeah, and that cracked yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. the Moon. It couldn't take the atmosphere. That's too much. No, that's how, that's I, how I, Thunder I, works. I, this all seemed very real to me until you <laughs> yeah, said, "No, it cracked one, the, the moon, moon. Doesn't have much of and an it atmosphere. Fucked everything all up, yeah. and it put us into a new, uh, like cooler Earth. Uh, I thought it was a hotter Earth. Was it an age of science and magic? Yes. Yeah, on the age of science and magic, yeah. Right. Which we are basically super science. Okay. Oh, super science. Yeah. So you got you got it's the whole gamut. You got robots, you got magic, you got dinosaurs, you got Ookla the Mox, you got mm-hmm. uh Ookla's weird sun swords. Are there a lot of warlocks? Are there a lot of warlocks? No, a lot of evil sorcerers. A lot yeah. of evil sorcerers. I wanna say, isn't one of them like from our mm-hmm. time? Is the girl from our time? Or somebody from our time? I thought she was from... I think she was from our time. No. What, no. like Land of they the Lost? Travel back to our time at some point. No, they don't. No. Yeah, there's a time travel no. episode. Really? There's an episode where they discover some people who are frozen from our time period and then wake them up and then talk to them. I swear that they it. travel they back to... so happy out. That- that Mark is the expert <laughs> like on the show a Barbarian. It's a, cool, <laughs> it's a cool concept. Somebody should make a feature-length movie or an Amazon Prime show. Mm. Not Netflix, because I don't want them to do a make it on Netflix, because I want it to not fucking suck. Because <laughs> sucks. Mm. So our next story comes to us from Hull Daily Mail, which is a newspaper for Kingston-upon-Hull in Yorkshire, England. Oh, yeah, I've got a subscription. This is the second... <laughs> The second British Non-B- story? No, Non-B-B-C. the last story was about a professor in Iowa. This story is... Did you bring us a British paper with a story on Iowa? Well, the Independent, you know, I mean, they got, they got 
uh, branches in the U.S. On here, it just yeah, you just, I think you just the Des Moines Register just got their feelings hurt. <laughs> I hope they goddamn did. Mm-hmm, mm. You just have your Google alerts for anything about Iowa. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, I, I like the Iowa news. We caught on to Ohio, so now you've turned it into Iowa. Only four-lettered states. Well, this story is in Yorkshire. Oh, home of the Terriers. I'm not going to argue. A 37-year-old gardener in Bexhill, England, was digging holes in his garden when mm. he noticed a crow was following him around. What do you mean he was digging holes in his garden? Was he planting <laughs> he was things? It just said he was digging holes. That's what just the paper digging said. digging holes. That the, uh, what was it? The uh, Hall Daily Mail said he was digging holes. Classic. You know, the BBC mm. wouldn't have, they would have been a little more descriptive because the yeah. bad boys know how to get it done. He said the crow followed him for a while and he believed they'd formed a friendship. But then the man rolled a cigarette and the crow grabbed it out of his hands. He offered the crow a light, which the crow accepted and seemed to begin smoking the cigarette. After that, the two bonded with the crow, now named Craig, constantly constantly bringing the man cigarette butts and other cigarettes it had stolen, and the man offering an occasional fresh cigarette to Craig. This went on for some time, with the man taking more than 6,000 pictures of Craig. But since October, Craig has been missing. The man worries that Craig's cigarette habit may have ultimately led to his death. In tribute, the man has made a Twitter for Craig, and he's turning the 6,000 pictures he took of Craig into a collection of NFT artwork. The man said he hopes to use the profits from the sale of NFTs to fund, quote, the best BDSM venue in the UK. Wait, this just took a <laughs> fucking turn. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Because, and let me, let me say this too, because yeah. I, I was going to say this, but it was too, like, I was like, oh, that's too crash. But right when you're like, oh, he took 600 pictures of the crow, I was about to go like, 6, that guy's fucking that crow. Yeah, I was about to say, that guy's fucking that crow. <laughs> And then I thought, no, that's not Mike. You don't need to have your head like that. No, it's it's well, it's never stopped you before. Well, I was about to make a new change in my life and be more, mm-hmm. be less cynical. But guess what? I'm cynical still because that guy's fucking that crow. <laughs> he fucked that crow. He probably fucked the crow to death. Oh man, that's sad. And now he's and now he's like, oh, I was fucking, uh, yeah, it was, uh smoke too much cigarettes does he wear like really high rubber boots when he's gardening he didn't show his boots i bet he does yeah he he owns a lot of things a lot of things that are made of rubber like a pat he wears that in a paddington hat he wears the fucking boots and that's it Mm -hmm. (laughs) he just goes from hedgerow to hedgerow if there's a Bustle in your head, <laughs> <laughs> Not just any BDSM venue, the best BDSM venue. No. What's what's what are the keys to making it better than another? Apparently, BDSM. six thousand crow NFTs. Well, have you have we found the auction for this these six thousand photos? Uh, it wasn't up yet. Yeah, you have to subscribe to his OnlyFans. Maybe. It's just, it's a collage of 6,000 photos that if you 
stand back from. It's just him giving it to a crow. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Listen, I've, I've said before, I would like to be friends with a crow. Yeah. You have said that. I have said that before. Yeah. Yeah. I would love a crow to be friends with. And they're probably the one bird that I would let freely kind of in and out. I think of the house, maybe an owl. I don't think yeah. an owl wants to come inside, though. Like, the but if owls, it did, you would let the owl in. Yeah, if it, there, there was an owl, if there was a connection made with an owl, that would be cool. Yeah. An owl, a crow, and I think that's it. I'd let a woodpecker in. Man, that'd be annoying. Woodpeckers are annoying. I mean, that's just loud. Well, yeah, I don't have I don't have wood filled with bug larvae They'll in find the house. Wood. No, but they'll leave and come back. He'll stay in the house for safety. And he'll have lots of shenanigans and just laugh and stuff. And I got that walrus next door that'll want to fight all the time. Well, yeah, I guess I could see that. I just woodpeckers, they they really do like to peck wood. It's mm-hmm. it's in their DNA. And <laughs> yeah, it is. But they don't not not for no reason. They're fucking loud. They're yeah. it's annoying. I like the sound. It's the sound of industry. Industry, big and bold. The sound of hijinks. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest biggest problem is you can't have a barbecue if a woodpecker's around because it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause some trouble. That's probably true. I don't remember anything that happened in a Woody Woodpecker cartoon. That's really all that I remember. Mr. Wal- Mr. Walrus was going to have a barbecue. He was just a nice okay. guy. His name's Mr. Walrus? Or I think is it so. Wally Walrus? Oh, it is Wally. Wally Walrus was going to have... He's just a nice guy going to have a little barbecue by himself. And Woody Woodpecker, that wasn't good enough for him. He had to get involved, screw the whole thing up, and then make it look like Mr. Walrus, I'm sorry, Wally Walrus was the problem. We know who the mm-hmm. real problem was. Mm-hmm. I think there was, I think Woody Woodpecker is one of those cartoons where there's like four versions of him through the years. Yeah. So like he Daffy changes Duck. enough that he's almost, yeah, Daffy Duck changes a little bit. Droopy. There's some really good Droopy cartoons. Yeah. Some of them aren't, I stand aren't by that great. Group, but I stand by the good Droopy. Any Droopy where he's a, a sheep herder is. <laughs> always good i mean daffy has the most radical personality shift yeah. in that he went oh, from yeah. just a completely insane just maniac to just like a full-on dickhead and i like i like <laughs> both i like both daffy's equally mm-hmm. i like a real asshole daffy as well as a, right. a grumpy asshole daffy as well as a insane looney tune a, a literal looney tune I would have preferred they kept early Daffy and shift Bugs over to later Daffy. Oh, Bugs became a dick? Yeah, because early Daffy was great. Nothing nothing came and took his place, right? There was true another... that early Daffy yeah, really was, a, was, a, was, a, was a dicky winner, where later Daffy... No, early, early Daffy was in, just insane. Early mm-hmm. Daffy was just like, bah! just like completely... But he, like, he always kind of won bananas. at the end, where later Daffy always lost. Well, his later Daffy was like was just a self-serious, egotistical dickhead. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Daffy Duck is short for Daffodil Duck? <laughs> I don't think that's true. Is it true? I could no, see that being true. Be sure it's just short for Daffy, the word. Well, because I specifically remember an episode, I think it's a Marvin the Martian episode that involved Daffy. That's a good one. Where he got turned... Where something happened and he got flower petals around his head. Oh, he did. Yeah, I think he got shot with something. Is that a is that a repeating gag? Yeah, but the thing he got shot with was actually a COVID vaccine, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what well, did it to him. 
So our next story comes to us from Sora News 24, a Japanese news site. Sora News? Like about Lord of the Rings? Sora. The fucking giant eyeball that looks also looks like a vagina? Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. One of the legends of the first potato chip comes from 1953 in Saratoga Springs, New York, where mm. supposedly a patron at a restaurant kept sending his french fries back to the chef because they were too soggy. The annoyed chef finally decided to play a prank on the patron by cutting super thin slices of potato, frying them to a crisp, and then seasoning them with extra salt, and supposedly the potato chip was born. Or, as they call them in England, potato crisps. Uh, this isn't true. <laughs> it's probably not true because uh, mm-hmm. the first potato chip recipe like published was in, I think, the 1810s. Yeah, I was about to say the eighteen ten, and then there's the all <laughs> yeah, those drawings so on the fucking the all uh, the well, that's the first published one. But then there's the hieroglyphs <laughs> in, the Egyptian, in the the tomb of Tutankhamun. I don't think they, they yeah. didn't have uh, potatoes in the new the world. Child yeah. king, the child yes, king, the Mike. child king, the child king. Egyptians didn't have potatoes. The child king, um, really. They didn't have potatoes. Egyptians didn't no. have potatoes. No, they, 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 I'm pretty sure they, they had potatoes. The New World in Polynesia. They had yams. No, those are from Polynesia. But I think I think early Egyptians <laughs> traveled to the New World and brought back the potato. Yep, they had tubers. Mm-hmm. And they they flooded the Nile and then built pyramids that's for shade. What, how, that's how they flooded the Nile. They used potatoes and they stacked <laughs> yeah. up potatoes. Yeah, they didn't know you could eat them until one of them, in a fit of pique slice the potato up in small pieces to sacrifice to its gods Horus yes. and Osiris and uh dropped those in a fire just and it ended up, that didn't happen at all that is exactly what happened. Then, it is it is and, and they used no. and they and the first mashed potato was created when they got a camel to step on a hot potato <laughs> and mash mm-hmm. it they were worried the hot potato was going to start a fire yeah. And so they got a camel to quickly. They didn't want all that forest to burn down. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happened to most of the forest. That's why it's a desert now. Uh, so many hot say. potatoes burnt down. Yeah. And finally, they realized they needed to start stepping on them. And the game, the game hot potato mm-hmm. was made back when, because, you know, it gets so hot there. The potatoes would get so hot that it would burn your hands off. And they would, it was a torture thing that they would put people, right. thieves in. <laughs> Right. And uh, other such. <laughs> and Christians. Mm-hmm. They didn't have Christians in ancient Egypt. They had Jews. Well, no, they, they killed okay, all of them. Okay, so Indiana Jones wasn't Christian. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. <laughs> uh, regardless, that patron who wanted the who kept having the soggy potatoes mm-hmm. and wanted something crisp, he may not be very happy with Japan's leading potato chip maker, which is changing the game entirely by taking the crunch out of potato chips. With a new product called Nure Jaga, which translates to wet potato. These new wet potato chips are intentionally moist, and they were available at 7-Elevens throughout Japan, though many locations report they sold out quickly. Hey, you guys told me 7-Elevens big in Japan, right? Yes. When we talked that's where to they, about that's where they get episode. their fried chicken, right? Yeah. Yeah. For Christmas. We got a lot of 7-Elevens over there. A reporter who tried a bag said they are moist to the touch and made her fingers sticky. She yeah. said, <laughs> "What? I wasn't going to say anything." 
at all. Oh my. <laughs> She said biting into one was soft and juicy on the outside and crispy on the inside. Since we can't get these in the rest of the world, the reporter tried to simulate the recipe. She laid out regular chips, ladled soy sauce over them, and then microwaved them for a few seconds. The reporter then confirmed that her homemade wet chips were remarkably similar to the ones she bought at the store. Apparently, this isn't the first product like this in Japan which has snack chips called Nure Senbai or wet rice crackers that have been sold since 1963. So Nure means wet in yes. Japanese. What snack chips do you think would be better wet? Twinkies. Huh. <laughs> wet. Just dripping, dripping Twinkies. I like the idea, but when you said soy sauce on yes. potatoes, that sounds pretty good, actually. On it potato chips, good. yeah. Could, or yeah. just potatoes in general, like a hot potato, hot so potato. salt, though, man. That's what's good about it, and I yeah. love salt. Salt is good. It is not good for you. Well. Since when? I think for a long time. Is it real <laughs> bad for you? Because I like salt a lot. Is that, yeah. I always thought that was like a, that's an older guy thing that you got to worry about, is too much salt. That's, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Everyone, I think in America, it's very easy to consume too much salt. Yeah, pretty much every time you eat out, it's just yeah. like they just—they might as well just give you a giant salt lick, and then deer right. come up and start licking it. And yeah, I don't. Right. Yeah. If you, I think salt's one of those things that if you're not a vegetarian, you probably get enough salt just by eating meat, and you really don't need salt or anything else. But it does taste good. I eat way too much. I put soy sauce and all kinds of stuff. I marinate chicken in soy sauce sometimes. That's, That's the right, best. listeners. It is good, isn't it? <laughs> what, how do I find out if I'm eating too much salt? Who do I got to talk to? I mean, to? just assume you are. Yeah. Like, just look, well, anytime you eat anything that has a that has a label on it, I guarantee it has, like, almost all the salt you're supposed to eat for that man, day. In it. Yeah. I hate I hate how much I have to read about what I'm eating now. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this is compelling news. The only news. thing I want to read is classic erotica. <laughs> and here right. I am, turning every fucking bottle around to stare at what's on it so our next story is a bonus story bonus bonus if you want to listen to this go to our patreon and subscribe at at least the three dollar level that's the night to kevin level that's nothing and you'll have access to this story and every other story that we've done uh as a bonus story yes which is all the going going all the way back to 1991 that's not true but anyway Uh, I will years ago, a lot of time ago. I'll give you, I'll give you a little taste. Uh, Mm. It, much like the crow story, it deals with porn Mm -hmm. and NFTs. Ooh, you Mm. know, end up's gonna have something to say about that. This may Mm -hmm. be, this may be the spiciest story we have ever done. I can't wait to hear what Mike says about this one. I know those are those are I, those are my two favorite subjects. My main, my major and my minor. Which one was the major? Which one was the minor? Well, we'll have to listen to the story to find out. <laughs> so this episode drops on May 11th. Does anybody have anything coming up? May 11th. May 22nd. I'm doing the Glow Show. It's a comedy show at the brand new Cap City 
Comedy Club. Is that here in Austin? In Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. Right there oh, in wow. Austin, Texas. I'll be telling it's the twenty second anniversary. Or no, it's it's May twenty second. It's the anniversary show. I think it's the third or fifth anniversary. But it's real fun. They deck everything out like it's a crazy rave. And I'll be doing my beloved characters, the McEwens. Me and Avery Moore will be doing that. In Phoenix? No, in Austin, Texas. No, I meant the character Phoenix, your beloved oh. character Phoenix. Well, no, not I wish. Uh, that's not me. That Phoenix is a real person, <laughs> is a real thing. Right, right. So, Mark, do you have anything coming up? Yeah, I've got a show at Texas Theater on May 27th, uh, Viticon, and we're playing with their abbreviations, and we're playing after the movie Godzilla versus Hedorah. Damn, it sounds like a smog hit. monster. Yeah, that sounds fun. Smog monster. So that wraps up another week at the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. The healthiest thing you can get your wildlife friends addicted to is INS. So be sure to tell them all about us. Check out the INS merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.